Welcome to another Virality USA podcast. This is Alan. I'm joined by Sid. And we always knew it was going to get down to this, didn't we? Would have been nice, perhaps, to be in the final, because then we could have definitely said we had gotten there. Uh, but yes, VRL Arsenal round three. Mm-hmm. And Unai Emery against his former employer. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it does have the sense of the inevitable about it. Um, I have to say, I think Arsenal faced tougher opposition over the knockout rounds than we did. Would you agree? Um, again, I think the last two rounds, maybe we've, we've gotten, gotten away. I think our round of 32 draw was very tough. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, we maybe got a little bit of luck there that right before the match, those two key players for Salzburg were ineligible to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, you know, I, at some point, one, I think the draw is part of how you succeed in these competitions. You know, you can't, you just can't unless you are, you know, one of the really big clubs be able to, during the week, you know, be going through your league in, in a real competitive league. And then also, you know, have cup competitions, international duties, injuries, and then also, you know, go through the murderer's row gauntlet. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you do have to, to luck out. Um, right. Look, I mean, Granada is a, a good team and, and I love them, but Man United got Granada. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't get Ajax. Right. So right. so, so all of these things make a difference. Um, so, again, I think it's, it's one of those. It, it reminded me, I think, the year we got. Napoli, we mm-hmm. also ended mm-hmm. up making the semifinals, I right. believe. Right. We did. Um, we did. So, you know, and very easily a tie we could have been knocked out of, mm-hmm. but also very easily a tie that would have been worthy of a quarter or even a semifinal. So, right. I, I don't, I think, and the other point I was going to say is, I mean, they did knock out Tottenham. So, mm-hmm. you know, not a, not a lousy team, um, you know, with a manager who does know how to win cup competitions, European competitions and things. Um, so, you know, and that team was also top of their league domestically. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't a slouch. And I think, you know, as Javi Mata noted, sort of when they came forward, they were a threat. So, so mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, entirely one way traffic. That's right. Uh, I, That's I think right. it's to our credit, though, that we had the tie in control, you know, pretty much all the way through. Yeah, I think the I think the um, the thing I was worried about going into today was that we the match in Zagreb was clearly one where we had them on the back foot most of the match, and it was too bad we didn't get a second or, or even third goal in that one. And and sometimes you see that that hurts you in the in the second leg but it it didn't today but you're right i mean i think they're uh, i think their um their build up play was sometimes a little slow but they but when they went forward um they did have some purpose they did have some 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 quality um 
I think the, but you're right. It the the draw is always a bit of luck. Um, I guess I think back to 2010, 11 when we made the run to the semis, and um, we had what Napoli, um, Bayer Leverkusen, and uh, Az. Twente. 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 That's right. Yeah. Az. Twente. And um, I think this time. And then Porto. And then I mean, Porto, which was, a, which was Porto. <laughs> was, yeah. Draw. Yeah. Um, I think the difference this time was, um, I think Dinamo Kiev was clearly a, a, a weak team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whenever you mm-hmm. hear their, whenever you hear the opposition's coach basically say, well, we're kind of using this tie for experience against, against a really good team um, <laughs> that, you know, that tells you they're not expecting a lot. And I think that was, that was a, a fairly easy tie, but then again, we've had plenty that plenty of draws that haven't been good. Um, Arsenal, mm-hmm. and then and then and then I think in fairness, yeah, I think you'd say Slavia Praha was probably the team everyone wanted to draw. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, did Arsenal play down to their opposition in the first leg? Yeah. So yeah. so you know you can you can also do that. It's important to note. You know, we've been. We we've been making sure we are beating teams that on paper we should. Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I believe we've now we've won all six of our knockout matches. That's right. That's right. And um, yeah, I think the I think the interesting thing is, and I, I note that Arsenal drew um, or lost in each of their three knockout matches. So right. again, maybe higher level of competition, but. You know, six six for six is an achievement. Doesn't matter who you're playing, right? Yeah, Arsenal. I think you know on paper. Um, I mean, uh, Slavia Prague maybe not so much, but Benfica and Olympiacos were tougher matches than what we had. Certainly, um, Dinamo Kiev, um, and I think against against. Uh, um, Red Bull Salzburg or whatever we're supposed to call them when they play in the Europa League um, we benefited from the suspension as you say I think they were also a team that as Zach commented you know we could match up well with because their strength um, in pressing was really something that we knew how to deal with but it's an interest. It's an interesting tie. I mean, I think it would be an interesting tie apart from the history. But then the history makes it um, makes it particularly interesting. Of course, um, Virial losing to Arsenal in the Champions League semis, um, the Raquel May penalty kick that would have sent it to extra time, um, and then losing um, a couple of years later to um, to Arsenal again, and so and we. We've been here before. This is what the fifth time we've been in the semifinals of a of a European competition, and we're zero for four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, First repeat opponent of those third third British opponent, right? And having been at the match in Anfield when we faced the last British opponent, I think the um, the disappointment was that we didn't really play our best, and I and my recollection was the British press, which can be pretty condescending at the best of times, was pretty much laughing at us when we went home. You know, that Marcelino 
commenting that he was hoping to keep it tight, you know, get a goal and go through 2-1, and every, and everybody didn't really understand that. Um, and, you know, I just remember coming home after taking the long trip over there, feeling like, uh, you know, we didn't really get the respect we deserved. I hope that we do this time, regardless mm -hmm. of the outcome. No, no, again, I mean, we beat them. <laughs> we beat them in the Real. Maybe we not the them. most brilliant performance. No. But, but... So, mm -hmm. so again, you know, we, we were 90 minutes away there. And right. we'll remind you that the, the players Liverpool had up front, Coutinho, Firmino, Lalana, Benteke, Sturridge. Mm-hmm. You know, the other so a couple couple hundred million euros, uh, and the other thing I well, would sorry, tell that's just for Coutinho. So you're probably talking about <laughs> four yeah, four yeah. to five hundred million in in transfer fees for that group. Well, and the other thing I would tell you, having been at the match, was I don't don't know if you you remember, but that was earlier that week. The um, there had been the whole. Um, inquest in the Hillsborough, inquest in the, into the inquest, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And the emotion in that ground um, at kickoff was, I mean, I, I remember standing in the very all end and we're all waving our scarves and singing the club song and everything. And that's all pretty nice. And I had this feeling for about two seconds of, yeah, we're, we've got this. We're going to do this, you know. And then whatever it was, 50,000 people around me erupted into You'll Never Walk Alone. And with all the banners recognizing um, the Hillsborough 96 and everything, I was like, I mean, it was it was impressive, but it was also like, I kind of want to get out of here alive, you know. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. it was it was impressive, and I and I can't mm -hmm. remember who my, who was standing next to me. I think it was Luke Anderson. He just looked at me and said, "Well," <laughs> mm -hmm. and and unfortunately, the game that's the way the match played out. But yep, but even even then, even then, remember that sixty minutes in, we were level on aggregate. Yeah, and the, and the thing was, even then, we had yeah. I think, and even at the two nil, we had the penalty that Alberto Moreno probably should have yes. uh, should have conceded. So, yes, that's so, right. We we again, did. We 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 it was underperformed, not... no question. The yeah, early yeah. the early own goal, and we were on the back foot. But yeah, one you know, with thirty minutes to go in the tie, we were one goal away. So. Right, and the other and the other thing that I remember <laughs> from it was that, um, yeah, I mean clearly Marcelino was playing a fairly, you know, hoping to be fairly defensive. He had just sent on Trigueros to be a more offensive player because we needed that goal, and then right after that was when Victor Ruiz was sent off. So you know, I I understand his plan; it didn't work. Um, but you know, I it was it was still a wonderful thing to go, and I'm really sorry for that this year um, with COVID. Um, Senior Raj pretty much said that it's unlikely that anybody will be allowed to see the semifinals to to attend mm -hmm. the semifinals, and that's that's too bad because there's nothing like. I mean, that's one of the experiences in my life I would never give up. Mm-hmm. 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 So. Yeah, 
And then even then, taking that further, with 10 minutes left, we were still one goal away from going through. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, for all of the Obama, Young, Lacazette, you know, are going to just destroy us. I am reminded that we have not, you know, leaving aside Porto. And I suppose Roma also uh, obliterated us, I think, in the round of 32 of the Europa right. League at right. one point. Right, right, right. Um, but we really haven't had one of those where it just sort of been a stinker, uncompetitive. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't think with the manager we have, again, if you go even look back at sort of the team we had in that Liverpool match, I think you'd be hard pressed to say our squad is not significantly better than it was. Uh, yeah. we remind folks, Soldado started for us. Pina started, um, you know, the center back pairing was Ruiz and Musaccio. Costa started, yeah. um, you know, bench had the two Samus, Adrian, who is the one who, of course, scored in the scored. tie. Right. Rukavina, Bonera. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the 11 yeah. is better, and I think the bench is better. So, I, think, I think the thing that's better about this team is we're, we've, got more, we've got more bite in midfield, too. I think the thing that what we've seen against English clubs and certainly what we saw when we played Liverpool in, what was it, 2016 – was that um, they came out early to sort of bully us. And that's, you know, European referees generally are much more permissive of a physical game than Spanish referees are. And the referee on that day was certainly letting them do that. And we really had a lot of very stylish players in midfield who, especially, who didn't know how to deal with that terribly well. And I feel like we have more experience, more bite in midfield this time, and maybe more overall that we, we, we've got more players who have, you know, who have played in, in more physical leagues and that might help us. Um, You know, I still, I still worry a bit. um, As we saw today, Albiol, when he's, when he's retreating is pretty easy to get outrun. Um, but I think certainly Powell, the, the thing that when we played Liverpool, we didn't have um, Bailly, which was a big loss. And mm-hmm. I think Powell having him at the back is going to be very important. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, definitely, definitely stronger at center back. Um, yeah. Again, yeah. you know, we can have the debate as we have, but. You know, Ruli, I think, has been very good in the Europa League. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I think we'd we'd feel pretty confident. Again, Gerard and Paco, you could you could put them up there with the strike pairing that they're going up against. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it you know maybe it's not a fifty fifty, but I I think you'd be hard pressed to say somebody would say it's more than a forty sixty. Um, and a forty percent chance of of making a final, you know, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I was looking. Um, I don't know how much confidence I have in them, but five thirty eight, which does a does all sorts of soccer stuff, has Arsenal as a fifty five percent favorite. Us as forty five, mm-hmm. and that seems fairly fairly reasonable. They've been pretty 
pretty accurate on on the Europa League. It seems to me. So <laughs> you know, I think it's a much it's a it's a more even tie than at at least they think Man United Roma is, which they they think Man United will be will be there. But um, you know, the English press is obviously going to be looking for a Man United. Arsenal final and uh, great they can they can talk about that but um, I think it's going to be a very interesting tie and the fact that there's all this history between the two teams in the past is interesting but then Emery having been at Arsenal and you know fired from there um, and then coming to coach Villarreal is of course always one of those stories that people want to talk about. So you listened to his, his press conference tonight. So did he, did he say much about that or did people ask him about that? Well, certainly asked him, did they get a response out of him? I think is a different question. Um, you know, I think frankly, we talked about this when he was announced, right? I think we said, boy, talk about motivation for Mm -hmm. everybody, Mm -hmm. manager, Mm -hmm club mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know this is this is it <laughs> right. I mean, this is the one this is the moment you know for for all that his reputation sort of um you know took a nosedive at least you know those who knew him outside of spain which maybe in fairness wasn't that many people mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Before, before he, you know, I, I think his his Spartak career was pretty unmemorable. Um, Certainly was. So, I'd forgotten he was even there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know that that was his first venture away. Yes, yes. Um, but certainly, you know, I think, and and you know, I don't know that he was ever really the right fit at the PSG. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's not, I think what you would call a player's manager. Um, and as, as we discussed at length, that was one of the reasons that I think we kind of hired him was, I think we had felt like for a long time, you know, the players were running, were running things, mm-hmm. um, and not mm-hmm. since somebody like Pellegrini were, were they able to really come in again, when Marcelino went against the players, he lost. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I think you know, sort of somebody with that reputation, we thought would command it. Again, at PSG, you're just on a different plane in terms of personalities. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, here's yeah. here's the moment. And again, I think he's got to feel like you know, if he's not sort of leading a ragtag bunch of nobodies. Um, to to go against this team, you know, I mean, he's got some good players with pedigree mm-hmm. um, internationally mm-hmm. and otherwise, um, and some players like Pau and Chukweze that you know, if they're not household names, though it seems like Pau might be across half of Europe, but um, they certainly can can make that reputation, mm-hmm. you know, and if there's mm-hmm. an opportunity just feel like this really is like a moment for Samu, Um, you know, just have one of those statement games where he just comes out there and, you know, he, he can't be marked. Um, You know, it feels like one of those kinds of opportunities. Well, that was sort of the way he played today. I mean, he had, Mm -hmm. I mean, two, Mm -hmm. two shots against the goalpost, a couple, what, couple of assists, right. Or he was involved, maybe not, 
to official assist, but he was involved in the buildup in both our goals, I think. And mm-hmm. he was, yeah, I mean, I think that's the sort of game that, that was certainly the best game he's played this year, I think. And I think that that's the sort of thing that, that will be, uh, will be a big, um, be a big stepping stone for him if you know so mm-hmm. i think i think he's kind of the wild the wild card that we're hoping to unleash um mm-hmm. and, and you've got to remember he's still just 21 i know it's frightening <laughs> isn't mean, it it's hard hard <laughs> to imagine that but i know i know uh, it, it, yeah it's it's like it seems like he's been with us forever it, it was i thought Masaccio was bad you know because he he came mm-hmm. up to the first team at a fairly early age but but samu is like yeah, you're you're 21. It feels like you've been with us for forever. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very a very interesting tie. It's obviously gonna get a lot of, I mean, semifinal ties in Europe get attention anyway. But I think it'll get a lot of attention because of the whole Emery factor. Um, and then of course Mikel Arteta um, being a Spanish, well, actually Basque coach for mm-hmm. for Arsenal so we've got two bass coaches 10 years difference in ages facing off against each other is a pretty neat story too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah I mean should should be good I yeah, think the yeah. the one thing we don't have in this tie that we have is uh first first leg at home this time mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. the home Home away edge certainly has been blunted. Mm-hmm. Um, I know England is trying for the FA Cup semifinals, the trials at Wembley. So I don't know if that will mean that they're able to have fans um, in in London for the semifinal. Um, yeah, but. But you know, again, even then, it it's it, it, it won't be the same impact uh, that, no. that you would have had with a full stadium, um, right? So, yeah, kinda right I, there, it's really, really who who shows up on the day, and and again, I think the one thing we talked about for so long was, gosh, you know, get the tactics right in these big moments. Well, mm-hmm. I get here's. Here's the chance to do that, you know. If there's a, if there's a team he should know well, other than the one he's currently managing, should be the one he formerly managed. Right. Yeah, I think the, um, I think it's it's good. It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, and you know, we'll we'll preview the match in much more detail as we get closer to it. But you know, the other thing one has to admit is that both these teams are have been sort of in and out domestically. I mean, we're currently mm-hmm. seventh in La Liga. Arsenal, I think, are, what, ninth in... Ninth, in, I believe. Yeah. So it's not like neither one of these teams is exactly a juggernaut, This, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that has to be kept in mind, too, that... that um, I think they, the real, they'll be... They won't, they won't make Europe. No, they won't make Europe um, unless they definitely won't make the Champions League. That's right. So this is the route. This is this is the route. Wait, this is the route to do it. So that's going to be interesting too. And as Zach put in his preview of the match today, it was like you know basically this is you know if Emery gets us to the semifinals, then this is a successful season. If he gets us to the finals and and we win the thing, then it's 
you know, goes down in, in Viriel history. But but this is basically what we hired him for. And, you know, it, it's, I have to say, as somebody, and I, you know, you know, I've always liked him going back to the Valencia days, but, you know, he has the style that sort of, he gets the job done. It's not necessarily the most exciting thing in the world, but he's, but he's really good at, at um, tactics and, and figuring out, you know, how to progress to the next level. And that's, that's what he, what he did today. I mean, I, I felt like against, um, against Zagreb. Remember, we've conceded two goals in the knockout stages. That's right. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like against Zagreb, I, I always had the feeling that if we needed to hit another, I didn't feel like we were really pushed frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the, how we react when we are pushed, because we certainly, um, you look at the, I I was looking earlier, going back to the group stages, I think Arsenal and Villarreal had the most points of the, of the teams in the group stages. I think Arsenal won all six of their matches and we won all but one of ours drew, drew it. So, you know, these are two teams that basically we got drawn in groups that we handled fairly easily. As you mentioned, Arsenal had a tougher time progressing through the the knockout rounds than we did, but arguably against tougher competition. Um so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm just sorry that we can't go there to see it. <laughs> mhm. For sure, for sure, and and some old familiar faces from Spain with Dani Ceballos and Thomas Party and mm-hmm. Odegaard. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of them, of course. Bellerin um, is is a Spanish international. Uh, Pablo Mari. I don't actually know if he's an international currently or otherwise. Um, but but lots of connections, and then Matt Ryan. I think is is the backup goalie who used right, to be at Valencia. Valencia. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. And of course, you know, we've got um, what two weeks between now and then, so plenty can happen in terms of you know who's who's hot, who's not, who's available. But um, you know, it, it'll it's going to be fun. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Yep, we've got a way to Levante. Away to Alaves and then home to Barcelona. Right. Um, and again, as mentioned, we dropped the points against Osasuna, but Sociedad and Betis both only drew. So they're both one point ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, both hold the tiebreak. Right. Um, right. But but again, Levante is kind of safe. Alaves certainly is not. Right, um, right. And, so and Barcelona will will be a tough match, likely because it appears to be a three team race um, for the title all the way through. Yep. Okay. So you mentioned Alaves. So I want to I want to close with something, but I want to take a quick little break first, so we so we don't forget to do that because I should have done it before. So back in just a few. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so what do you make of of Javi Kaleha taking the job at Alaves? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I that's an interesting one. I think it's in some sense it's low risk because if he if you succeed and get them up and keep them up, you're a hero. If you don't, well, they were going down anyway. Um, it was interesting in their first match. They had a they have been averaging something like 40, 45 percent possession, I think, in all their matches. And, and they were dominating possession. So clearly he was trying to impose that kind of game on them. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about about that fit? Is it a is it a good one? I think it's one that if you uh, haven't been hired twenty nine matches into the season after you've been let go, maybe you take the opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> I think, maybe I think so. It might might be something more like that. Um, but but like you say, I mean, there's definitely opportunity at at the bottom. I mean, again, yeah. the lead, not a not a great team. They always seem to do this, hang around, surviving in 15, 16. Um, but, you know, Abar, it, it looks like it may be tough for them. Yeah, uh, I think so. It looks like it may be very tough for them. The yeah. team that I had mentioned that I thought would get out of it is now finally out of the drop zone in Oscar. Um, yep, yep. But, you know, even Hetafe at 30, I mean, they've been terrible this year. They've been terrible. 22, they've been 22 terrible. goals in 30 matches tied for bottom. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't put them as safe. I see Oscar getting out of this fight and, and Hetafe still being in there. Well, so, I mean, look, especially it's kind of like two wins for Alaves and all of a sudden you'd look at things very differently. So can you string two wins together? Yeah. Mm, sure. Yeah. yeah Seems maybe. possible. Seems possible. I, I hope one of them isn't against us, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to say we, we tend to have the tendency that, uh, yeah. that we allow teams to do that against us. Yeah. So. Well, I was going to say too, for, for Hatafe, they've got to be, um, you know, they finished up the season badly <laughs> um, before. And I think, you know, I, I, would have to look at their disciplinary record this year. I know last year I felt like they really got hit as the final third of the season came in and you had so many suspensions because of all those yellow card accumulations and everything. Yeah, I mean, and they've got one heck of a schedule. Next two matches are Real and Barcelona. Mm. Then at Oscar, who, you know, that'll be a six-pointer. That'll be a six-pointer. Then us. Than us, mm-hmm. and then hosting a bar. Mm, so what if they go through that stretch and they've only got a point, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're yeah. playing a bar, and you know yeah. lives are on the line, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so keep yeah. an eye out for them. They beat Valencia uh, at the end of February. Prior to that. They had beaten Oscar in late January, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. it's it's certainly been a grind for them. Yeah, and I and I think the other thing that's that's an issue for all of us as fans, but certainly as as players and everything, is this 
you know, we are now nearing the final, what, quarter? I guess we are in the final quarter of a season which began with very little offseason. Mm-hmm. And you just wonder if the clubs that have a fairly limited um, roster, if at some point you you end up um, that that becomes an issue that you you're just Absolutely. playing you're just playing so many players who are who are you know have three thousand minutes and so forth and you just wear down. So and I think that's especially important for a team like Hatafe who are who are essentially trying to to make the game into a bunch of one-on-ones and, and hard challenges and everything. It's like that takes the toll on you over time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Alaves has been a little bit surprising just because of the teams near the bottom. They seem to have the most punch goal scoring wise, but they've only put in 24. So yeah, the, yeah. the service maybe is, is not getting there. Um, right. So. Right. Yeah. I, th- I'd have to go back and look. I know at the start of this, it seems like the last couple of years, I've pretty much figured Valladolid were going to go down and they somehow don't. But but I remember thinking that um, watching them last season, they were, they, they were fairly effective in doing what they did to stay up. But then they, um, they lost, Enes Unal, who was actually more important for them, I think, than he would ever be for Hatafe. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, somebody else that left, too. I can't remember. Uh, Oriana left, too. Yeah. And I just, uh, yeah, I mean, they just strike me as a club that is not, it's hard, when you look at the roster, it's hard to see a lot of, it's hard to see a lot of talent there compared to some of the other clubs and it's hard to see a real I mean the thing I like about about Oeska is that they they try to win you know feels like feels like Valladolid um line up for the start of the match thinking hey maybe we can draw this one yep yep well there are two wins in the league since mid-December are both against Hitafe That that should tell you. They've lost to Oscar and Alaves in that time and drew with Abar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of tells you where, yeah, right. Well, Um, but imagine two wins since mid-December and you're still not in the drop zone. That tells you how bad the the bottom teams have been this year, relatively speaking. Right. I mean, yeah, somebody at 27 right now through 30 matches is not in the drop zone. Not in the drop zone, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it's it's going to be a low bar. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near forty. You know, Thirty six might be just fine. Yeah, to keep you up. So, okay. Speaking of low bars, um, thinking of Cadiz, I've got to mention the incident against Valencia. And um, were you surprised about the lack of anything after that? I certainly wasn't. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a whole other podcast, Alan. Yeah, uh, I suppose it is. It, suffice it to say that, yep, um, you know, it's 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 Spain, and 
Well, and, and, you know, and, yeah, it, it was, you know, on, on the one hand, the reaction was a good one, I think, yes. by Valencia to leave the pitch. On the other hand, it was a bad one, perhaps, to come back. And it was a particularly bad look for Diakabi not to return and Kala to return. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, yeah, and I think it's it's not just Spain. I mean, I think the whole PSG um, Marseille thing is like as long as we, you know, if, if basically it comes down to it, he said, he said, he said this, he said he didn't say this. I mean, you know, we're never we're never going to get anywhere. And I think anyway, you're right. It's probably a whole other podcast, but um, I just was really disappointed in the whole thing, and I I, I think that kind of um, I have a lot less respect for Cadiz than I did before. I will say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. And again, we we all in in so many facets of life get into our tribal corners. Yeah. Um, and that again was a we want to stand by our player if he uh, maintains this. And by the way, look at all the great things he's done for people in Africa and this, that, and the other. And and again, many many different uh, threads that could be talked about here that we shouldn't go into now, but uh, the the defense of the he helps people in some different context, so he couldn't possibly say that, is mm-hmm. uh, so tried and true uh, as as equally as it is completely uh, a non sequitur. So. Right. As you say, maybe that's, a, maybe that's a podcast for the off-season, so... Yes, indeed. All indeed. right, all right. Well, I'm not going to ask you to, to make any predictions about the Europa League now because I think we, we can do that once we get a little closer. But um, I just think for now it's like let's just relax and enjoy the fact that we're in the semifinals for the fifth time, well, fourth time in the Europa League. And let's we're playing, a, we're playing Arsenal and maybe third time is a charm. Yes, yes, indeed. All right. So for Sid, this is Alan saying thank you for listening. End of our Villarreal. Beat Arsenal. (laughs) It was.